Welcome to the Art and Science of Horsemanship, brought to you by Equi University. Equi University is an educational website dedicated to improving horses' lives through owner education. I'm Dr. Richard Godby, your host for the Art and Science of Horsemanship and founder of Equi University. The title of this episode of the Art and Science of Horsemanship is Uncomplicating the Feed Tag. It may be beneficial to you to have a feed tag or a supplement tag with you as you listen to this podcast. That way you can more easily follow along with the narrative. Everyone who owns or has owned a horse has probably visited the local feed store to purchase feed and or a supplement. Often this trip is viewed as entering the world of the unknown. This is aided in the ensuring confusion by the plethora of advertisements, friendly recommendations, and often sales personnel who are not trained in horse nutrition. Many times when I've gone into a feed store and asked about a supplement or a feed, here's the recommendations I get from that salesperson. This is the one we sell the most of, or this is the one I use. Neither one having anything to do with knowledge and asking questions. What do you do with your horse? That way we can work toward getting the right products. Being able to decipher the information on a feed tag or supplement pail will allow you, the horse owner, to make a better selection of products appropriate for their horses. The information on the feed tag or supplement tag is not mysterious and is in fact dictated by the Association of American Feed Control Officials, commonly called AFCO. This organization is comprised of state officials with the responsibility of regulating the production, labeling, distribution, and sale of animal feeds. Although AFCO has input into what comprises the feed tag, the individual states may dictate specific labeling requirements for feeds in that state. It is also the responsibility of the state officials to ensure compliance with all labeling regulations. Inspectors may sample finished products for laboratory analysis to ensure the product meets all label guarantees and approved ingredients are in the product. They have the authority to stop the sale of the product, that fails to meet the guarantees or containing unapproved ingredients. Some labels must meet the guidelines established by the National Animal Supplement Council. These labels are used for products that contain ingredients that AFCO does not recognize. For example, glucosamine. What's included on the feed tag? Each state is responsible for regulating the commercial feeds and supplements produced or sold in the state. Tag information regarding nutrients listed, ingredients used, Feeding directions and any precautionary statements are similar from state to state. Let's go through each section that you'll see on all feed tags. The first that you'll see on a tag is the brand name, if any, and the product name. The brand name is usually the company name. This is often omitted, but may be useful when several feed companies produce similar feeds or for specific classes of horses, for example, senior feeds. The product name must accurately describe the intended use of the feed. For example, a feed for mature horses and light work would be a maintenance feed. This feed would not be appropriate for the young growing horse. The purpose of the feed provides information for which class or classes of horses the feed is appropriate. For example, weanlings, lactating mares, or hardworking horses. The type of feed, while not required in all states, may also be on the feed tag and is usually under the product name. Horse feeds are divided into several categories. One category is textured or sweet feed. A second category is pelleted, 
A third category could be extruded. A fourth category could be complete feeds. Or a fifth category could be supplement. And that can be broken down into protein, mineral, vitamin, mineral-vitamin combinations. Textured feeds are grain mixes containing various amounts of molasses. Depending on the physical characteristics of the individual grains, these may be processed or whole. This feed may contain additional protein, minerals, and or vitamins. Often these are found in a pellet or a crumble added to the cereal grains used to provide the nutrients necessary to supplement the forage portion of the diet. Pelleted feeds may contain the same nutrient levels as textured feeds, but may contain different feed ingredients. Pellets may also be produced in different sizes for the same feed. Extruded feeds are processed under more pressure than pellets and results in improved feed utilization. Extruded feeds are eaten more slowly than pelleted or textured feeds. This slower intake may reduce digestive disturbances and be very important in horses that tend to bolt their feed. Both pelleted and extruded feeds reduce fines and sorting. Complete feeds are pelleted mixtures of grains and roughage and may contain added protein, minerals, and vitamins. Complete feeds may be beneficial for horse owners with limited feed storage, those traveling to shows and events often, sometimes when high quality forage is difficult to obtain or when required because of specific nutritional or medical conditions. All complete feeds designed to be the sole source of nutrients for the horse need to be fed according to label directions to ensure proper nutrient intake. Supplements should provide specific nutrients or compounds in specific amounts and enhance the feeding program, hence the word supplement. Often these nutrients cannot be added to the feed because of the variable feed intake by different horses or they are not required by all classes of horses or by every horse in each class. An example of variable intake and the problem of adding something to the feed would be glucosamine. For argument's sake, let's say an effective amount of glucosamine is 3,000 milligrams per day. This could easily be added to a feed at 500 milligrams per pound. The problem comes when an easy keeper receives 3 pounds of that feed per day and a hard keeper requires 10 pounds of the same feed to meet his nutrient needs. The easy keeper would receive 1,500 milligrams of glucosamine and the hard keeper would receive 5,000 milligrams. One horse may not show any benefits because of insufficient glucosamine, while the other would result in increased costs for excessive glucosamine. The same scenario would exist for many other products, such as hoof supplements. The next section on the feed tag is called Guaranteed Analysis. The amount of specific nutrients are provided in this section. Although there are some minor state variations, most states require feed manufacturers to provide the minimum amount of crude protein and crude fat and the maximum amount of crude fiber expressed as a percentage. If the product is supplying specific minerals and or additional vitamins, these must also be on the tag. Let's look at each one of these guarantees singularly and go into a little more depth. Crude protein of a feed supplement is expressed as a minimum percentage. This is because protein feedstuffs are usually one of the more expensive ingredients in the mix. It is not economical to add more protein than is stated on the tag. Crude protein is a method of expressing the nitrogen content of the feed. It should not be interpreted as an indicator of protein quality. Protein quality is determined by the amino acid composition of the feedstuffs. 
Adding specific amino acids to a feed may improve the biological value of the feed. For example, a feed containing 14% crude protein with added lysine may be equal to a 16% crude protein feed in quality. With the above in mind, often too much importance is placed on the level of crude protein in the product. Many times, the level of crude protein is confused with the amount of energy the feed contains. Always purchase feeds with a crude protein content that is designed and applicable to the classes of horses being fed. The next guarantee on the analysis is crude fat. This is also expressed as a percentage and the minimum amount required on the tag. This amount includes any fat or oil that may be in the feedstuffs along with any added fat or oil. The primary difference between a fat and an oil is that fats are solid at room temperature and oils are liquid. Fats are usually saturated and oils are unsaturated. There are some nutritional differences between the two but the energy content is equal. The fat content is a good indicator of the feed's energy content. As a general rule, fat contains about two and a quarter times more the energy content per pound as does a carbohydrate or a protein. Fat not only contains more energy per unit, it is a much safer way to increase the energy the horse receives. Unlike carbohydrates, fat does not increase the chance of grain overload founder. Because of the energy density of her fat, the higher the fat content, the more energy, that is calories, provided per pound of feed. The higher the energy content, the fewer pounds of feed concentrate required to meet the energy requirement. Most carbohydrate-based feeds without added fat contain 2 to 4% crude fat. Some of the premium horse feeds currently marketed contain 6 to 10% crude fat. There are a few extruded feeds containing 14 to 22% crude fat. Some of the super premium feeds and supplements will list the amount of omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. While this information is not required, knowing it may be beneficial to the horse owner. Crude fiber is the next part of the feed tag. Crude fiber content of the feed can be an excellent indicator of the feed's energy content. On a per unit basis, fiber provides much less energy than grains or protein feedstuffs. At least most traditional fiber sources, such as hays, contain less energy. For most feeds, the higher the fiber content, the lower the energy density. Research conducted over the past few years has shown this is not the case for certain types of fiber. For example, soybean hulls have been shown to contain as much digestible energy as oats. This type of fiber is referred to as soluble fiber. Other good sources of soluble fiber include sugar beet pulp and alfalfa leaf meal. Referring to the ingredient list will assist in determining the fiber sources in the feed. Because of the energy value of these soluble fibers, gauging the energy content of the feed based on crude fiber level is not as accurate as it was in the past. To adequately gauge the energy content, examine the fat content, the fiber content, and the sources of the fiber. Fiber is critical in the ration, whether it is derived from the feed or the roughage source. Fiber helps maintain the gastrointestinal tract and keep it functioning correctly. Complete feeds contain at least 18% crude fiber. Next in the list is usually calcium and phosphorus. The amount of calcium in a feed is presented as a minimum and a maximum. This is because one, calcium is vitally important in bone formation, and two, calcium is relatively cheap. 
most products will tend to contain the maximum quantity of calcium. On the other hand, phosphorus is an expensive ingredient and is only provided as a minimum. Like calcium, phosphorus is involved in proper bone formation and also in many metabolic pathways. Calcium content will usually exceed phosphorus. Feeds that contain relatively high energy content will usually have greater than 1% calcium and almost an equal amount of phosphorus. This is due to the lower intake of the feed required to meet the horse's energy demands. The amount of copper, zinc, and selenium is expressed as a minimum, and unlike the nutrients given above, the amount is presented as parts per million or milligrams per kilogram. To determine the amount of these minerals on a per pound basis, you would divide those numbers by 2.204. Copper and zinc are important in bone formation and various other metabolic pathways. Selenium is vital to the function of the immune system and in reproduction. If there is vitamin A in the feed, it must be stated on the label. Vitamin A is expressed as international units per pound or per kilogram and is important in reproduction. Crude protein, crude fat, and crude fiber are required on all horse feed tags and supplement labels. If the feed or supplement contains added copper, zinc, selenium, and vitamin A, they are also required on the label. In general, if the product supplies a specific nutrient, then that nutrient must be on the tag. Some states may require the amount of ash, which relates to the total amount of minerals. In addition to the required nutrients, some manufacturers add additional nutrient level guarantees. These may include lysine, specific fatty acids, other minerals, other vitamins. These guarantees may be provided as a percent, international units, grams or milligrams per unit weight or per daily feeding. The next section is the ingredient list. And all feeds and supplements are required to list the ingredients used in the product. These are listed in descending order from the greatest amount to the least. The manufacturer has the option to list ingredients as individual and specific feedstuffs, for example, oats, or as part of a collective feed name, for example, grain products. Collective labeling is often used in feeds when they are developed as a least cost formulation. While this ensures the nutrient guarantees are met, the ingredients used may change depending on cost. Least cost formulation uses the least expensive ingredients to meet the guarantees. Changing of ingredients can often change the digestibility due to the quality of the ingredient itself. It can also change the acceptability of the feed due to differences in odor and flavor. Each feed label is required to give correct feeding directions for the product. If more than one class of horse is affected, directions for each class must be included. These directions usually include the pounds of feed and hay to be fed on a daily basis. Other feeding tips may also be included in this section. Each label will also include any warnings you need to know to use the feed. This usually includes storage of the product. If an additional nutrient could cause problems with another class of horses or animal species, it is also listed here. We often see feeds formulated for horses carry a warning, do not feed to sheep. This is because of the added copper and the sensitivity of sheep to copper. The last thing on the feed tag is the manufacturer of the product is required to provide contact information and net weight of the product. In summary, Knowing the basics of a feed tag and the type of horses being fed 
are particularly important for the nutritional well-being of the animal in the purchaser's pocketbook. Although each state may require slight variations in label requirements, the basic information will remain the same. A little homework will pay large dividends at the feed store counter. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Art and Science of Horsemanship. For additional information on this or other topics related to horses, please visit www.equiuniversity.com. You can also send questions to me at drgodby at equiuniversity.com. Thank you again.